and welcome to We the People. With Delhi's air quality improving slightly over the weekend, the center's air quality panel on Sunday, just a few hours ago, lifted curbs imposed under the final stage of the air pollution action plan just three days after it came into force. Just three days after the center's air quality panel imposed these curbs in Delhi and the NCR, they've been lifted. On Thursday, in view of the worsening air quality in Delhi and in the NCR, after the AQI levels hit the severe plus category, the Commission for Air Quality Management, or the CAQM, decided to implement measures under Stage 4 of the Graded Response Action Plan, or what is known as GRAP. Now, a set of anti-pollution measures followed in the national capital and its vicinity, that is what GRAP is, according to the severity of the situation. So, around the same time, a decision was taken to close schools for primary school students. That decision, remember, has not been reversed, but the anti-pollution curbs have been reversed. Of course, the pollution curbs is a central decision. The school's closure is a state decision. But we're asking you tonight, are our priorities warped? Who will fight for the rights of our young to an education? Joining us on we the people, we have Pradeep Mungali, an educationist, here, the trustee of the Sanskriti group of schools. We'll have Sudha Acharya, principal of ITL Public School, also the chairperson of the National Progressive Schools Conferences. And um, uh, 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 Dr. Vivek Nangya, principal director and head at, uh, of pulmonology at Max Hospital in Saket. Akshay Marate, spokesperson of the ARP. And Dr. Arshana Dhavan uh, Bajaj, she's a BJP supporter and a doctor, practicing doctor. But first I want to bring in... Uh, Eden Menon, who's a mother with her son, Adiraj Menon, uh, who's in uh, grade 7. He's a 7th standard student. And we have Kariba Kohli, a mother of a nursery student and a class 2 student, uh, both joining us. So I want to just get your reactions first as parents to schools being closed for younger kids and at the same time curbs are being lifted. So right now it's Sunday evening. These kids are preparing to go to school and they're told there's no school tomorrow. But at the same time, you have, uh, you know, this, these news reports saying that the air quality is marginally improved, so curbs are being removed. Yes, should I speak, Prashant, sure, sure. Sarah? Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, see, uh, the decision of closing down the primary schools is a little confusing for me. Uh, I am not a scientist to understand the implications which is going to happen with somebody who's in class 5 and someone who's in class 6. So my son is in standard seventh and uh, obviously so this decision uh, I, I'm not able to understand whether to be happy or sad because after two years schools have just started uh, you know their annual day, their sports day physically and suddenly this knee-jerk uh, you know kind of a reaction whereas on one hand we are being told that we should not venture out in the morning because the smog is uh, at its maximum. And the school buses come at 6, 6.15. So yeah. on the other hand, the children have to go to school. So this decision, either you close it for the entire class or let everybody decide. Because as a parent right now, uh, in this kind of a, a atmosphere where there is a gas chamber, I will decide for myself whether I have to send my child to school or not. Honestly, I will not wait for any government decision or school authorities to take a decision. If it's safe for children to you know, inhale this kind of poisonous gases. So you're saying it should be blanket for all. Why would your child in class 7 be less susceptible than, let's say, a child in class 6? 
is basically what you're saying. That's your concern. All right. So it's a, but it's a, the point here is this is a familiar story. There's no solution to pollution, but the first answer seems to be shut down schools. Uh, Eden Menon, your reaction. Yes, uh, Sarah, the same thing as I'm saying. This is not the solution and this is an annual event. It's happening every year. So, you know, whether, I mean, uh, the schools right now, I don't know, have to probably schedule uh, their plans accordingly for for exams, for uh, annual events, for uh, sports day, because this is happening every year. And if you're expecting the government to take certain steps, which I'm sure uh, I'm not happy with the, you know, the way it has come out. So, you know, the schools... Shutting down schools may be a solution for some people who can afford the, you know, uh, air purifier and all. What about the underprivileged right. kids? Let's so get in, Kariba what are your thoughts on this? See, I have, uh, I have a very severely um, uh, affected four-year-old child who has been in the ICU at the age of 14 months, which was, uh, obviously, it was one of the worst phases of our lives. And he continues to use a puff because his um, breathing and his respiratory issues continue. He uses a puff which has what you call a a certain amount of steroid morning and evening. So obviously I as a mother take that decision. See, uh, our schools have not been shut in Gurgaon. So I do not know why the governments are not working together uh, on this why the Haryana government is not making a decision the same way as the Delhi government is making a decision because my children's school is open tomorrow, which I clearly do not want to send them. Mm. So the, you've hit the nail on the head. The problem here is that no government seems to be working together with each other, which is why, I mean, it's like, it's a, I mean, you're on a roller coaster ride, depending on which state you are, depending on which class you are. You never exactly. know. It's not like, it's as if we all have different uh, immunity systems to, depending on our age, and which I'm sure younger kids do. We'll get uh, Dr. Vivek Nangya to come in over here. But Dr. Nangya, on Sunday, the air pollution levels improved slightly. I'm talking about today. That was due to favorable wind speeds and a drop in the contribution of stubble burning. However, it is still at the lower end of the very poor category. So we've gone from 450 to 350. Does this warranty easing up curves? See, basically what we need to understand is that if the AQI level is above 300, it's still quite toxic to all of us, especially the vulnerable group, which includes children who are less than 5 years, the elders above 65 years, and those who have an underlying disease, especially a lung disease like an asthma, COPD, or even those with the heart disease and strokes, you know, they would still be the vulnerable group, would still be prone to uh, developing problems because of the air pollution. So 300 is a little early. I mean, 300 is a cutoff that you need to consider when you're deciding on outdoor activities. Yeah. I did. Nobody should be moving out even at 300 AQI levels and above. They should be restricting their outdoor movements completely. And if they have to, under dire circumstances, be wearing a mask, which has to be an N95 mask and nothing less than that when you're moving out. But as a doctor, did we jump the gun? Has the government jumped the gun? Should we have perhaps, you know, waited a little longer, given us a breather before to put these, ease up these curves? Because on at 4 o'clock on Sunday, the 24-hour average air quality index stood at 339. You're saying 300 is, is the limit. It had dropped from 381 on Saturday. It was 447 on Friday. According to the Central Pollution Control Board, it was 450 on Thursday, just a notch short of that severe plus category should these curbs have been kept in place a little while longer 
just three days and then i mean what are our priorities here right so that's a very good question Sarah, that you've asked me basically on one hand we have the impact on health because of air pollution and on the other we have the impact of the socio-economic status of course. or the socio-economic implications because of the curbs and lockdowns so i guess that's something that the government will have to decide on their own thank but you yes, dr lange for at least attempting to answer that question it's i'm sure you feel like uh, probably a little unfair of me to ask you that but let me ask schools shut down straight away. That seems to be the first response of our government, as if they're protecting our kids, but actually not really doing anything to resolve the problem. Praneet Mungali, your reaction as an educationist? So I think, Sarah, as a society, it's unfortunate that we are presented with a Faustian bargain of having to choose between healthcare and, edu- and education, which is really not a choice that yes. should ever have to be made. But... For any public policy, there are inevitably first, second and third order consequences. The first order consequences being the impact of policies in the short term, where the situation that we are currently confronted with, it seems inevitable that for the safety of the children, they have to be kept apart. But the more important question which confronts us is that without any long term solutions for this, yeah. it, it's, uh, you know, we cannot condone as citizens of the country that we land up in this situation year on year. Yeah. It is something which is directly connected to education because the lowest common denominator for a lot of the social problems we face today is the lack of, you know, education where it's the current generation of children where we need to be teaching them about sustainability, not just about the conventional modes of EVS, etc., which children have learned. So yes. at least when they're in a position to make a change, they can be change agents because the, the, the kind of legacy that inevitably we are going to leave them. And I say we, it's really at a global scale and not at a state scale or a national scale that least need to be empowered and taught from the get go. And it's an entire generation that we're losing. But as you point out, we have to take these tough decisions between health, between education, between the economy. So that's exactly what we're asking. What are our priorities? Is it more important to remove a ban on industries, or remove a ban on non-BS6 diesel vehicles within three days? Or should we continue that ban and at least have kids go back to school if the AQI levels fall to below 300, which is what Dr. Nangia is saying is the minimum you need to do an outdoor activity, at least go into school and sit in your class and give these kids a chance to study. Because remember, school closures because of pollution levels, as you said, are an annual occurrence now in Delhi and the NCR. And this disruption of schools or primary classes comes after schools in Delhi finally fully opened physically just, I mean, after two years of a closure because of COVID. Sudha Acharya, what about the digital divide? What about the gaps, learning gaps that have been created already by two years of a pandemic? Is all of that being taken into account? And what about those kids who don't have, um, uh, you know, uh, laptops, etc., devices to access classes from home? Yeah, as uh, we are focusing on foundational year learning and during the pandemic, we have, uh, we have observed that there is a huge learning loss and gap. And when the children are coming back slowly to their own schedule, so we are trying to reaching that gap. But I'm really amused. This has become routine affair for last six, seven years. Why don't we start or initiate this dialogues or uh, conversation uh, right from September to send reminder to our policymakers? Because school closure has become a knee-jerk reaction and quick fix solution. 
this is neither a permanent solution nor a holistic solution to pollution in any civilized world so either we provide substitute to our farmers who are burning stubbles either we provide them equipments or give them on rent or subsidize uh, so this this is not the, the only year or it is not uh, the first year we are facing this problem it is happening right from 2015 as per the performance grading index it reflects that there is huge huge gap uh in learning in life skills in 21st century skills as we are saying and we have trained our children for climate action uh we talked about cop 26 now we are preparing them for cop 27 but what kind of legacy we are leaving behind so uh, there is no collaboration as you said right in the beginning between the policy makers so 3 days before it is said that schools will be closed primary classes now of course i understand there is a huge impact on economy that's why uh graph 4 has been revoked but uh, similarly education has to be the priority yes. and uh, we cannot trade off between health and education that is yes. my view yes. so and then, uh, if talking about underprivileged caste i have also 25% ews i have many special need children who are now uh, deprived of their individual therapy and even midday meals and uh, have we provided them air purifier in their home can home substitute uh, school environment if we talk about digital divide we have seen it uh, during pandemic that there is huge huge digital divide yes. so we may as private school we have we can shift to um, uh, virtual mode but what about government school what about budget schools so again children will be out of school out of formal schooling and the gap we are trying to bridge will again mm. be enlarged one step forward two steps back akshay marathis uh with the amadmi party you have um, uh um you have our panelist sudha acharya here saying that this is a knee jerk reaction it is not sustainable it is not practical it's the easy option for our political parties in this case uh, the state government to just shut down schools so it's a placebo effect we parents can then feel like maybe our kids are safe but it's not really helping us sir first of all i want to acknowledge that there is undoubtedly a huge cost on our society because of pollution and to the extent that the aam aadmi party is responsible let me address the elephant in the room as a party that is now ruling in delhi and in punjab we want to take complete responsibility for what is happening especially when it comes to the stubble burning and i want to reiterate what mr kejriwal said a couple of days ago when he was doing a joint press conference with uh, bhagwant man the chief minister of punjab that we have just come to power in punjab and we are very hopeful that within the next year we will find a very long term and sustainable solution to farm uh, burning that has been happening in punjab but uh, of course we cannot claim to say that we will fix the entire north india problem because it is not obviously not just a punjab and delhi problem but when it comes to our responsibility we want to take uh, ownership of that coming to the question today about specifically education and learning losses there is no doubt that in the last 2 years because of the pandemic our children have suffered immensely and as a party that is very committed to providing high quality education uh, to the people of delhi we are we are very sensitive to the fact that continuing the closure of schools for a longer period of time will actually do more damage in the longer term however i want to assure you sara that this is not Uh, a knee jerk reaction that has not been well thought through the, the the thing is that for children below the age of a certain level the damage that happens to their lungs when they step out of the house and play in the playgrounds uh, walk to school go in the school bus to school all of these combined activities that are responsible for taking a child from home to school 
actually do result in a lot of healthcare issues for the child in a longer term uh, uh, time frame so in order to avoid that it is necessary that at least for a few days when the aqi had gone off the charts it was necessary to give that breather to these children who mm. will suffer long term damage but i i agree this is not a permanent solution it is not sustainable also and we are not at all in favor of having these school shutdowns for a longer period of time as soon as things start to improve a little bit i am confident that the state government of delhi will get children back in the school uh Uh, Sudha Acharya Eden also mentioned this that kids have the school bus comes by six fifteen seven o'clock which is the day most dangerous time as doctors are saying it's not the time to go out. Uh, is there another way out? Can we have uh, I don't know like a change in school timings for the winter? Given the fact that it's been over a decade that we've been doing this. Of course, we can have a change in timing. Like in winter, generally we uh, start the school a little bit late, so we can have. I mean, nine to three o'clock. Even the school uh, calendar, if I tell you, Sarah, it is completely disrupted. I mean, November is the month. Uh, Delhi has such climate that uh, it is extremely hot, and after the rainy season, right from September to February, we lined off all our annual days, sports day. march past drill assembly everything happens during these days because uh, weather uh, becomes favorable now children are deprived of all those mm. things so i'm thinking that to reorganize rescheduling our holidays and activity calendar even uh, as you said timing can be changed 9 to 3 all right but basically we have to find other Solution, solution to this we have to think differently we have to come up with newer unique um, responses dr archana dhavan bajaj you are a doctor and you are a bjp supporter uh, the center taking this decision as a doctor how do you feel about the fact that 3 days ago because there was such a hue and cry because the air quality had become absolutely like unlivable in we the government announced these curbs will come into place and then 3 days later because you have a temporary blip where the air quality index improves by like 100 our standards are so low our expectations are so low they've lifted the curbs what's your reaction as a doctor um as a doctor of course i'm concerned a with the situation and more than the situation i'm concerned about the fact that we do not have a pan country legislation now the minute we have a pan country legislation which says if this is the air quality this is what happens if this is the air quality this is what shuts down and it shuts down or lifts in a se- systematic sequenced fashion a lot of this hue and cry would not happen though i am hugely concerned about the gap being raised i'm hugely concerned about children uh, not going to school and i'm very worried about what's going to happen to this this generation that's in and out of schools that's you know not leading a normal life they they're confined to homes etc etc but we all have to understand that the the crux of this problem is going to come when we when we have a pan country legislation and agreement and for this the states have to be in sync with the central government to be able to work out a solution um doctor you're a gynecologist and you're also an ivf specialist so in that uh, context can you tell us we talk so much about the impact on little kids what is the impact on on pregnant women even sara very appropriately asked most pregnant women have an effectively decreased uh, lung capacity because of the pregnancy state mm. uh, because of the intraabdominal pressure being raised so they are actually starting the whole scenario on a back foot any which ways 
And if we were to look at whatever little data is available on how pollution affects uh, women who are pregnant and how it affects children in utero, we find that there have been some studies done in China and they very categorically say women affected themselves, higher incidences of asthma during pregnancy, uh, more lung diseases, more bronchiolitis, more associated uh, lung pathologies during pregnancy, and the children in utero, placental accidents, low birth weights, preterm labor, forget about the long-term sequelae that all of this will have, very clear association between pollution and um, preterm labor, low birth weight babies, and placental accidents. So I think that says it all. We are actually spoiling a generation from the word of, from, from the point of conception till the point they're delivered and forget about what we give them yet when they three are days after, Yet we have a situation where we have three days after curbs were put into place because the AQI dips by about 100 points. Uh, we've had these curbs removed. Dr. Vivek Nangya, we've heard uh, Akshay Marathi also point out, I just want you to reconfirm. Yes, we know that the impact on younger kids, primary school kids would be more, would be higher than it would be for a senior school kid. But would you, how would you as a doctor and, you know, as a parent balance this out? Should these kids at least be allowed to go to school? Because just as they're more vulnerable when they're younger, they also need socialization. They also need interaction with friends. They need to get their basics, their foundations um, when it comes to reading, writing and math in these, in these crucial years. So how would you balance it out? It's a very catch-22 kind of a situation because during this COVID time when there were lockdowns and children were confined to the four walls of the homes, they did develop a lot of psychological issues as well. You know, there were some of them went into depression, some of them went into hyperactivity disorders. So there were very various issues that children were suffering with anxiety and uh, disturbances. So, you know, keeping that in mind on one hand, on the other hand, having in mind the impact of air pollution on the health of the children if they are about to go to school. So I think you have to strike a balance somewhere where at least, you know, the least we can do is if the schools are open, then we don't involve them, involve the kids in any outdoor physical, physical activity, activity, especially the strenuous activities. So like let's say go ahead and have shorter hours. Would that be a solution? I'm asking so both the parents think, here. I'm asking Sudha Acharya, maybe have shorter hours, start at nine, end by one or something in the afternoon, cut out PT, cut out all the activities, but at least do the basics, whatever, English, math, Hindi, social studies, do three, four basic classes, at least you don't miss out on that. And what happens, let me ask Akshay Marathe, what about the kids? How are we ensuring that when they're not in school, they're still breathing the same air? At home, there are homes that don't have government schools and not all homes have these fancy purifiers that cost so much. And, you know, which kid is sitting in that one room where the purifier is on? No, absolutely. I agree with you, Sarah. I we recognize that this is a class issue as well, that there are poorer families who live in small homes who may not be able to actually keep their children home uh, if, if school is shut. And we recognize that reality. We recognize that there is a se severe uh, economic divide in, in the city of Delhi, and we have to account for that as well. But in this specific situation that we have landed ourselves in, I think it becomes uh, important for us to weigh the trade-offs. We have to understand what is it that's going to cause short-term damage, and is it worth it to cause that damage for the long-term benefit? And like I, I just want to repeat myself that we in our, in our uh, you know, from what we learned from our doctors, what we learned from our uh, school principals, 
and we, what we learn from parents we also take take into account what the parents of delhi are feeling and the general feeling across these stakeholders was that in this particular case for a few days it is important that we keep our children home and avoid all of these other things that all happen. right you're saying it's for a few days but for us parents it feels it has been years that we've been facing this every year we're told it's for a few days uh let me ask eden and kariba there's another look there are many reverberations and uh, repercussions of all of these policy decisions taken by our politicians what about women how does this who gets affected the most when the school decides that there's not going to be any school kids are going to stay at home what does this mean for working women what does this mean for the jobs that they do for the hours that they can put in either of you eden or kariba who um, takes the hit um uh definitely i think we women take the more the most massive hit because um you know to organize the children to make sure that you take those hours off from your office you make sure that uh, everything is uh, organized uh, particularly well for them they need to be uh, in front of their class and especially when you have a child who's in nursery it's the first time for them they were they, they they they've been covid children so they don't not they don't understand the concept of online right so somebody has to sit with them somebody has to help them work the computer and that somebody obviously is the mother yes. and that has to be us and maybe for the elder children it's easier right everything is one click away they know how to get from one class to another that's not a problem but we mothers do get the the biggest the blow out, out of the situation because yes we have to be sitting with them at least the primary school children and so when you put in, put in these policies in place are we also factoring what this means for women in the labor force what is what does this mean for women and working women and unemployment rates go ahead eden you wanted to add something last word to you yes. and then we're going to wind up yes yes i wanted to say the same thing as we are the privileged ones who can at least afford to take a leave and stay at home but uh, thinking about the people who are working for domestic uh, helps and all sudden uh, decision of closing schools for primary kids is it's not fair so it is not possible always for them to stay back at home and take care of the little ones so that is where the problem comes absolutely so this is the human face the human side of this these policy decisions taken by our politicians and we hope we able to at least take these voices across to those who are sitting in these offices taking these decisions for us please keep in mind we if you say uh, that this is a short term solution hopefully we're not here again next year same time same place debating the same issue thank you all for joining us on we the people we will continue to keep the focus on this we will continue to keep the conversation going thank you for joining us <laughs>